Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. I remember for myself, while there still are moments of time when it's important that I just hold still and concentrate, but I used to do the whole kneel down next to my bed thing. I didn't know that I had a version of attention deficit disorder at the time. I felt guilty for being fidgety as a 19-year-old missionary. I can't stay here and talk like this. I lose track of my thinking. I don't know what I said 60 seconds ago. And when I started getting better at writing, because I was obedient and I thought it'd be cool to have a journal of my mission anyway, but after about three months, writing the same thing over and over again gets kind of boring. So you have to start finding something else to write about. And that first time I was, it was probably right around my seven month mark where I just got out of the box and I'm all, I'm just going to combine my prayer with my writing and just say, dear God. And I felt a little rebellious the first time I did it. Yeah, I'm going to break the mold here. I'm going to do it my own way. Okay. But my ability to concentrate, my ability to stay focused, my ability to stay on topic my ability to concentrate and invest myself skyrocketed and the value of the writing. So for me, the combination of the two, and then I'll share this story again. Most of you have heard it. My Thanksgiving casserole metaphor. Okay. You haven't heard it. You're going to love this. Okay. Traditionally, when we teach prayer, writing, and reading, traditionally we pray for five minutes, we read for 15 minutes, we write for 10 minutes or something like that, okay? Traditionally, when you go to a family party for Thanksgiving, you put your turkey in one place on the plate, you put your potatoes on another place, you're stuffing your gravy, so it has this nice little display. One day, in another moment of post-mission rebellion, before I got a wife who could have an opinion on things, who still holds her opinion on this one, I would find a secluded place to sit and eat. And then as soon as no one was looking, I stirred it all together. The stuffing, the potatoes, the turkey, the gravy, and I call it Thanksgiving casserole. Okay? Because I just, why would you go through the effort of scooping a little bit of potato, a little bit of stuffing, a little bit of turkey into one fork to have the, you could just simplify it. Okay? And the first time I did the same thing with prayer, writing, and reading to make a power casserole, if you will, so that I've got scriptures, I've got my journal, I've got my prayer, I'm ready. And I almost always start with reading or listening because I call that priming the pump. I'm all, okay, I'm a scatterbrained human, so I probably should give my brain some direction. Pick a topic, a subject, a theme, a speaker with all the work that I do, it's not hard. Okay, I haven't listened to the next general conference talk. Let's put that on play. 
So I turn that on and I can never get through a whole one before the brain starts going. All right, now I got something I'm thinking about and this applies to that client, which applies to that client. Now, I think there's a verse over here that is also connected to that. And I just start throwing ingredients in the casserole. Okay. And I'm all, what about this? What about that? And it does not help to have search tools in scriptures. So now I can go, okay, there was a verse that said something like this. What was I thinking about when I first started? Okay. What was my original point? And this is where the writing comes in. I frequently refer back to what I was writing to remember where I started. So I can actually finish anything like a paragraph or like, I don't, you don't have no idea how hard it is for me to finish a two page blog article because of all the great ideas I have that don't help. Okay. And I'm all like, okay, that's another one. So I usually start eight blog articles in order to finish one. And I never finish those other ones. So I've got these, thanks to Google Docs, I have 10,000 documents that are unfinished. Okay. I think maybe some songwriters do this kind of thing where they like start a thing and they, oh, wrong, that doesn't fit in this song. My testimony of digging deep is a process of allowing myself, and this fits this conference talk as well, near the bottom of the conference talk, he says, be adaptive. So what does it look like to feast upon the words of Christ and hear him? It looks like whatever works best for you. Okay. It looks like whatever works best for you. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Go ahead, Valden. Tell us your style. One of the ingredients of my casserole that I'm adding is to, before I pray, sit down and write out those things that I'm thinking about. For some reason, that helps oh. my mind not wander oh, and get some good some ideas that I feel are open and honest in my prayers instead of trying to think of those during the spot where I'm just sitting there waiting. We cannot allow our covenant voice to become muted or silent when it comes to him. And we've been taught along the way that we don't have to wait for perfection. So many of us who want to be servants, Satan has those sneaky little, you don't know what you're talking about, or you're not a true authority. I can't tell you how many people I've met who are excited to start doing writing when they get their credentials. And I'm all, you do know that no matter how many credentials you get, you're still going to be ignored by half the people, hated by half the people, and loved by 5% of the people. So credentials are not relevant. And there's something about human flaws in writing that make you more relatable. Okay, that you don't have a perfect writing. You're just a person who's sharing a testimony of a concept. So thank you for that. Okay, I want to spend just a second talking about the satanic attack, a common satanic attack on the word consistently. Okay. If I don't know if you've been impacted by this the way I have, but this is a trigger word uh, coming from the way I was raised of if you can't be consistent, you might as well not even start at all. 
you got to be reliably consistent. It doesn't count unless it's consistent. And what was implied was every 37.5 hours, you say a prayer consistently. Okay. And you put it on a schedule and you always follow the schedule and you make sure you follow through on that. And you have family prayer every day. And if you don't, then you're not consistent and it won't be impactful and it won't help. And I was log jammed from that concept for quite a while. What actually saved me was statistics. I remember sitting in a statistics class and they described to me how <clears throat> if you take 100 points on a scale and you put them in certain kind of graphs, they look consistent because you start having this. If you have, let's say you do 100 power sessions of your own making in a 365 day period, the gap and the flex between those sessions becomes irrelevant over a year. So if you skipped six days and then did three in a row and then skipped two days and then did two in a row, et cetera, et cetera, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's shifted. An example of this also is we've got a, a fire chief in my Monday morning Minamorona group. So he'll do these 18-hour shifts followed by three days off followed by a standby shift where they just sit around the firehouse and wait for emergencies. And so they could be really busy all day or not. So his life is extremely inconsistent. But he's been able to take his manpower rituals and by a decent prediction of the expectations of his life for the next 24 hours, he's able to adjust all six squares Okay, tomorrow's a very busy day. I've got lots of responsibilities. I'm going to pray for 60 seconds, read for 60 seconds, and write for 60 seconds. Check, check. The next day, he's off. He says, man, I feel thirsty for reading, so I'm going to read for an hour. And I'm going to write for 30 minutes. And I'm going to interspersed prayers during that hour and a half and I'm going to put it at the beginning of my day so that I can be pondering those things while I do work around the house or run errands and so his consistency is extremely inconsistent if you base it on the traditional definition of consistency 15 minutes of prayer or of scriptures every day five minutes of prayer now, my wife is on the other end of the spectrum where she really enjoys the ritual of a timer. It is secure for her. I get to have 10 minutes a day. No one can interrupt it on this one piece of my rituals. I can look forward to it. I don't have to think about changing the size of it. My whole family is used to it, so they don't wonder if I'm going to be doing it or not. All she has to say is, I've got to start working on my 10 things. Everyone gives her space and doesn't interrupt. 
and she averages about an hour a day on her 10 things. And it's been a huge anchor point for our whole family. As my family's gone through a lot of the dynamic experiences we've had over the last three years, not to mention the other types we had before, the stability in my home is phenomenal because the digging deep occurred before the chaos hit. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.